Today's Panamanian Mother's Day. And so I have to call her and wish her happy Mother's Day. I'm visiting her tomorrow. She makes us celebrate both American and Panamanian Mother's Day. And there's no reason that she shouldn't do that. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not <laughs> complaining. I would do the same thing. I can complain, but I won't. I won't complain. Mm. But, yeah. I texted her today. She didn't text me back. Would you not want that, though? Yeah, I would want that. I would want that. Fun fact, there's so many different Mother's Day around the world, like dates. Father's Day is pretty universal. Yeah. It's the same day in Panama as it is in the United States. I can't speak that for everything else. I should get that fact. I think that's a fun geography fact. Like the amount of fob, like different Father's Day. Yeah. There I don't think there are many. I think it's like there – I think Father's Day is in May. Take bets and do like an over-under. <laughs> that would be good. Okay, after this, I thought we'd be done with that. Because I'm, now I'm curious to know. But I do know that in Panama and in the United States, it's the same day. So I'm guessing it's the same for like most things. Whereas like Mother's Day is different. Like I don't know for many cultures, but at least for the Latin cultures, I know it's like Dominican Republic is different than Panama. And I don't know if it is in Ecuador, but you know. Feeling good? Are we still? Are we good? Oh, sorry. I forgot you guys <laughs> Oh, yeah. Are you good? I'm good. Okay. Let's go. Happy, happy hour, everyone. My name is Chewy Altamirano, and this is Five Questions and a Beer, the podcast where each week I sit with a different guest, we crack open a cold one. I ask them five questions with hopes I get to know them just a little bit more. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of sitting with my dear friend, AJ. AJ, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to be here, so I'm ready to get into it. Thank you so much for joining me. A little background. There's not much, just a little tiny background. We might get into some more background stuff later on in the episode, but AJ is a fairly new friend of mine. And I feel like it's, it's making this episode even more exciting for me is that I don't think I know much about you, you know, other than the beers that we share and the coffees that you've given me, you know, there's not been much of a conversation about like kind of you and kind of your interests and stuff like that. So I think this would be cool. Are you excited? Yeah, that was what I was most excited about thinking about like today. Yeah. Coming into it, I was like, wow, you know, I never really sat down and had a real conversation just like about us. Yeah, absolutely. So to be able to do that today is going to be cool. Awesome. I'm glad you feel that way. I mean, like one of the things, I mean, you even walked in here and I, what I didn't know about you, which is you said it was something that was also exciting about today is that you used to work in radio a little bit. Yeah. What um, did you do? So, and actually just a few days ago, I saw somebody I used to work with at the radio station very closely with, and it was four years ago. So okay. I was 20 years old and I started working at Radio Kingston. I took a break from school. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I wanted to get into the audio field or so I thought and started working for Radio Kingston. I just got to experience a whole different range of things. Uh, I was able to hold the camera with them for the first time. Oh, nice. I now am pursuing film. So it's a very insane path I took from there. But I also used to engineer radio shows and I did a little radio, had my own show for a little bit before the pandemic started and then kind of halted. But Nice. What was your radio show for me asking? Like, what was the- It was just another engineer I had met and myself. We were always there really late. Like, I used to go there and I was teaching myself how to edit at Radio Kingston using, like, some of their equipment. And I just met people that come in and out of the station all day. And we hit it off and we started. It was, like, basically, like, just, like, a black culture show, honestly. Oh, nice. So we would talk about, you know, music, any, like, relevant things going on that we thought. And, yeah, uh... It was really fun, though, just to be able to explore my creativity in that way. That's awesome. Shout out to Radio Kinson, honestly. Yeah, big fan here. I mean, I'm sure, you know, big city amazingness going on there. I love Radio Kingston. All right, well, as the show title suggests, this is Five Questions on a Beer, and so every week we have a different beer, and this week we are drinking Threes Brewing I Hate Myself. That is the title of the beer. 
when me and producer Ian were out shopping for beers earlier today, he pointed out a can to me, and it's just like completely, it just, you know, it just completely caught my eye. I just finished working a long day of work, and I probably have to do a little bit more work after this, and so I was like, you know what? Let's drink the I Hate Myself beer because it should help. So a little background. Three's Beer Brewing is a Brooklyn-based brewery founded in 2014, known for crafting approachable beers that balance simplicity and complexity with a focus on layers, hop-forward American ales, and mixed culture beers. Creativity and respect for the craft of brewing are among their guiding principles. They, they take pride in introducing or reintroducing traditional styles and to new audiences and implying a modern twist. And that comes straight from the Threes Brewing website. So shout out to Threes Brewing. Um, we are drinking the I Hate Myself, which is an IPA. It is 6.8 ABV and has notes of jackfruit, pine resin, white grapefruit, or orangina, candied donuts, and peach. All right. So it's time for the crack. All right. And before you take a uh, drink, we do a toast every episode. And today's toast is, let us drink to bread. For without bread, there wouldn't be any toast. Cheers. To bread. To bread. Beer is liquid bread. That's good for me. Really good. It's giving me very uh, mimosa beer on a Sunday. This is a good breakfast beer. Yeah, it's really juicy. It's like it's just pretty easy to drink on. Yeah, I like this a lot. But seven uh, percent, so just don't drink it too fast. You hear that, folks? <laughs> Take your time. Drink responsibly. I feel like I should say that more on yeah. the show. For... I think that's like an underrated motto, honestly. Drink responsibly. Yeah, I enjoy drinking way more once I learned how to drink. Absolutely. Listen, you're. I agree with you, and I need to remind myself that a little bit more, which is the joy of this podcast. You know, it's a nice casual conversation about beer questions and. Taking it easy and drink responsibly. All right. Shall we get into the questions? Five questions. All right. A little background before this question. And also a little bit more of a background why a big reason why we asked AJ to be on the show. Last time we saw you, it was Rough Draft, the place where you work. We It was their fifth anniversary party. And I remember me and Ian left that party. We like chatted with you that night. And me and Ian left that party being like, AJ is so effing cool. I love getting to chat with him for a little bit. He had you had such good insight just on like anything that we brought up, such good opinions on things. And it was just kind of this thing where mutually we just looked at each other like, this is a no-brainer. We would love to have him on, pick his brain on certain things. That being said, one of the topics that we brought up was some of the clothing that you were wearing. Because not to toot your own horn. Well, I'm, not, I'm going to toot your horn. You don't have to toot your own horn. You have great style, in my opinion. Thank and you. so Thank question number one is, what are trends and popular trends you know style trends nowadays that are you know very popular amongst people the youth in general that you see maybe online on the streets you know that are very popular but that you think are incredibly ugly or just not for you and you're shocked that are maybe even popular you know what i mean okay so something that you don't know about me that's gonna make you laugh that this question actually made me laugh is that little things make me angry so when so when you sent me that question, like I could just feel myself getting angry at something. And then one thing right before, like I forgot to put it in my notes too. So I'm happy that I remembered right before I came here. It was because I put my hat on and it's stickers on the hat. Uh-huh. Stickers on the hat is one thing. I just don't like that at all. I, can't, I love I can't, that opinion. I can't do it. Honestly, it makes me feel as if the hat is trying to be new forever. Uh-huh. I, 
I think you should wear your stuff. I don't, I don't think you should get stuff to not wear it or get things to not use them because they look nice, you know? Like, I, it's about enjoying what it is. Yeah. Which is a really cool opinion in general because yeah. I do think that is such a thing not only in hats but also, you know, and we see that in sneakers a lot. You see that even in, like, there are brands which came up when we last saw you. We were talking about Supreme and how people – wait online for days to get the same logo that Supreme has been publishing, you know, putting out for like forever or like get the same thing that everyone's getting. And then they want it to be in mint condition, which yes, there's understandably it does higher the value and there's arguments as to why they want to do it. But in terms of kind of enjoying what you wear, I can agree with you more. I remember when I was in middle school and I would, you know, and I would wear caps, I would always take the sticker off. I remember people mm-hmm. being like, oh, why would mm-hmm. you do that? Well, I was like, well, why not? I don't want, you know, this is my hat. It's not the store's hat anymore. It's not, yeah. you know, you know I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's a very cool answer. But um, also, I feel like when, you, when you're, you know, getting things not to use them or not, it's kind of taking away from the intended value of it. You're not really doing it for even you at that point. You're doing yeah. it for something else. You want people to have a certain opinion of you. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't appreciate that. Anyway. Anything else that you have in mind? I think Birkenstocks, <laughs> the ones with the strap, I don't like those. Okay. I couldn't bring myself to wear them, but a lot of people like them, so yeah. that was something that popped into my head. What are your thoughts on Crocs? Crocs are a weird middle ground for me. Like uh-huh. I, I'm coming to appreciate Crocs more, mm-hmm. but I'm not necessarily for Crocs. I'd rather wear slides. Okay. Well, I have foam runners too, like the the Yeezy foam runners uh-huh. that kind of look like Crocs. Most people would say are like Crocs, but I like those. Yeah, they're like a, like a caged Croc. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. It's it's like a closed Croc, a, a three sixty Croc, if you may. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. Oh, kind of a kind of like a, a part B to this question, you know. And when I thought about this question, I thought it would be a good question to ask you, but you know, even more so, where do you think that? You know, you get your like. Where do you think you get your style? And like, what are some influences? in media maybe that you had growing up that kind of defined kind of like your style today Mm, okay so i mean indirect with my style i would say space jam okay space jam is actually my favorite movie of all time i have a space jam tattoo i I probably i've probably watched that movie so i I remember having the vhs like putting in the vhs watching it every single day with my brother that's awesome i also always had jordans growing up so that's like definitely a big like start of where my style came from I as soon as I was born I had Jordans on my feet so that's it's just been something that I've always I've always loved shoes and the clothes to match I also I feel like the godfather definitely in the sense of classic you know yeah well also like when we talked at the party yeah I told you I, I like to wear stuff that is it represents me and it might be really nice or whatever but it's just something that I like and that's why I put it on okay so it's kind of like you know covering covering somewhat i don't always wear the flashiest stuff even if i would like it just it's like the godfather kind of like makes me like feel like i have to be focused so yeah i feel like when you when you're doing too to to attract attention you don't really you know you're taking your eyes off the prize okay i feel that i feel that to kind of go back to the space jam i couldn't agree with you more i haven't seen space jam in a very long time i do love that movie one of my favorite soundtracks of all time oh so great i that i used to listen to that cd on my cd player non-stop when I was a kid. And so I like that reference. Although I can't say like, I mean, I haven't seen Space Jam in a while. I haven't even seen the new one with LeBron. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Do you, are you a fan of that one? I haven't really seen I haven't seen it, but it seems I heard, a little it, I heard they butchered it. So yeah. 
Know, it's like hard for me. I mean, I'm gonna have to sit down and watch it eventually, though. Yeah, to kind of like compare that. Yeah. Actually, that. I do oh, feel yeah. like most of my style comes from like the music, though. I yeah, did, I, I didn't want to add that. Yeah, like just like Little Wayne mm-hmm. in the beginning, Fabulous, people like that. Uh, Pharrell, definitely Pharrell. Oh, of course, these are great references. Yeah, just I mean, Chief Keef, definitely too. Okay, Chief Keef, gotta give Chief Keef credit because Chief Keef was cultural impact. I didn't. I wasn't even a huge fan of his music in, like when it was happening. Yeah. So I have to give him his respect more now. I all right, I feel that. I feel yeah. that. All right. So all around, it's kind of like a nice old school. Not wouldn't say that's old school because some of the references, but it definitely is. You get a lot of streetwear references. Mm-hmm. I think you bring it up, like Space Jam and Jordans in general. You know, I think it's. An, I always find the crossroad between sports and fashion really interesting, and I don't think it's something. I mean, I can't necessarily speak for everyone because it's not like I'm talking about this all the time. But it's not something that maybe even I think about a lot, the idea of the influence that athletes have on streetwear. It's mm-hmm. humongous. You know, you mean, of course, you see it a lot in sneakers, but, I mean, it goes beyond that. You know, it goes into when, in the early 2000s when everyone was wearing jumpsuits, like warm-up, basically warm-up suits as fashion, just yeah, like out yeah. all the time, you know, and it happens more and more. And I think athletes are now they're kind of being put onto a bit of a standard too to kind of like keep up fashion wise. You see, I feel like you see a lot of athletes kind of, I don't know, is it a, is it a rule? Like, I don't know, maybe you can tell me, I don't know much about basketball, but is it a rule to kind of like well, dress like, up to go I was going to tell you this. It's oh, funny. okay, yeah, perfect. Was, actually, this was, this was my thought. So the tunnel is essentially just a fashion show every night. So the walk, when they get off the bus, the walk into the game is they wear they wear an outfit just to go to the tunnel, yeah, and go walk through the tunnel on the way into the game, and that's not the clothes that they leave in. It's a statement. It's a statement. But yeah. okay, but is it is it is it a rule? Okay, I've, this may be like a weird deep. It's not even a deep cut, but I feel like in when I was in high school, I think it was like a rule for some of the athletes, like on their way to the games. Maybe it was like just in my school, they had to like wear like a suit. Is that like a rule? At it's all? a it's a it's a coach thing. Okay, it's a coach thing. It's more about like look the part, play the part. Okay, so. It's 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 game day. It's serious. It's not it's not like every other day. Like you're supposed to go and win. You're supposed to conduct as a as an athlete. That yeah. you know you're representing something bigger than yourself. So mm. that's why they do that. Interesting. I know we haven't talked too much about this. Is going to producer and I know we haven't talked too much about podcast names. And maybe we'll have this conversation later. But I feel like this episode should be called "Look the Part, Play the Part." Or was it "Look the Part, Feel the Part"? I said "Look the Part, Play the Part." Look the part, play the part. That's the episode title. Put it down. Boom. Dock it. Love the part, play the part. All right. Well, I love that answer. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Let's go to question number two. Okay. So I met you. You are a barista at our favorite local coffee shop, Rough Draft Coffee and Books. And so I was curious on like kind of what your relationship with coffee is, if you even have one. Yeah. I'm cu- I mean, I, I do know that, you know, and I'm sure you can tell me, I know that you and a lot of your coworkers do have like a bit of a passion for coffee, mm-hmm. and how, if not even coffee, beer, because you guys have an amazing tap list always. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like... What are some things that coffee has taught you and slash or kind of what are your favorite things about working with coffee and about coffee in general? Like, you know, tell me about kind of your experience working as a barista. Yeah. So if we were to rewind about three years now, uh, maybe three and a half, four years, I started drinking coffee when I was working in radio. Funny enough, I was waking up early to go in and learn how to engineer on the like the live shows on the board. Mm-hmm. So I was waking up at like 8 a.m. No matter what time I went to sleep, I had to wake up at 8 a.m. Yeah. to go you know, put my hours in. So I started drinking coffee 
everybody else did in the office. And yeah. then I kind of got addicted to it. And I was able to try specialty coffee, which has then taken me to a whole new place in the last two years. Mm-hmm. I got a job with Rough Draft just trying to be a dishwasher one day a week because I had one or two days open and I just moved into my own apartment. So mm-hmm. I was trying to just put things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, I just fell in love with coffee. I, I was drinking it all the time, trying it different ways. And then I learned how to make it and it was like over from there. Once I learned how to really like make espresso and all the things that go into that, it became an addiction, honestly. So it's been really cool. It's like my favorite hobby. There's so much to learn from coffee. Like it's 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 such a humble product, but can serve them in a way that people don't really understand. Mm-hmm. Like I can take a product from completely well, it's processed, but it's the raw form of it, how you would how you would use it and make it into a very delicious drink that brings people joy in two minutes. Mm-hmm. So that for me has been an insane experience because I like to make people happy. That's awesome. Always my whole life like to make people smile. So that's incredible. Yeah. What are some of uh, do you okay in that in that vein? Like since you were talking about you know you kind of fell in love with coffee. You personally, mm-hmm. what are your some of your favorite types of coffee? And I'm not necessarily talking like brand, but like you know, are you do you like a bit of a stronger, darker coffee? Do you like a bit of a lighter where you can taste the notes? Like where does where do you kind of land at that? Yeah, I think there's a time and a place for everything. Depends mm-hmm. on how you're making it. Coffee is so much more complex than I even knew when I got into it. Mm-hmm. That's another reason I love it so much. It's you can never like know everything about coffee. So you know, I make coffee every day. People think I'm some sort of expert. Like, oh, this guy could write a book about. Coffee. And I'm very low on the totem pole. That's what I always <laughs> tell myself. But yeah. you have to be humble. You. Like people that teach me are still learning. Yeah. So I could tell you something and I could know so much, but there's so much to learn. Right now, my favorite kinds of coffees are bean coffees. I love more like naturally processed. So as in naturally processed coffee, it comes from the, the plant as a fruit. That's how it's grown. Coffee is mm-hmm. a fruit and then it's dried out. So they dry it in the fruit and that's called natural processing, which makes it like taste really fruity and things like that. So I, li- I really like those kind of coffees where I can really explore it and try to figure it out and make it how I like it. That's the thing I love the most about coffee is that everybody can enjoy it however they like it. Which I think leads me into the kind of part B to this question. How do you make your coffee at home? Like what is your, what is your kind of go-to way of making your coffee? Everyone has their own. I personally, I make French press when I'm making Mm -hmm. it at home. Like what is your kind of go-to making at home? I make pour overs. Okay. Uh, It's kind of, it's methodical. It's nice for me. It's, really close to the taste and feel and like brewing method of espresso but it's way cheaper oh not everybody can have a three thousand dollar espresso plus like three thousand dollar would be cheap espresso machine at their house so that's what i like it for it's it's good to like develop the flavors so when i make coffee i make coffee in with the intentions of like trying to maximize what i want out of the coffee Mm because that's how i make it as somebody who makes coffee all the time so i try to find the way to make the coffee the best for how i like it so that's a way i can like make a cup of coffee and be like okay i'm gonna do this 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 different the next time i go into it oh okay that's really cool that is really interesting that's a great answer thank you yeah that's uh, fucking amazing i think i'm learning i'm learning so much which i that's my favorite thing about this show i feel like as i like to ask questions about that i don't know much about and I'm, i'm learning a lot about it well i think that this question leads me perfectly into question number three which on the show we love a fuck Mary kill, Ooh. a nice PG fuck Mary kill. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm going to give you one of two. The second one is a little bit I kind of just thought about a little while ago, so it's going to be a little sprung. But it, this, we're going to do a Fuck, Mary Kill cookies. We're going to do chocolate chip cookies, shortbread cookies, and snickerdoodles. Okay, this is an amazing question, by the way. Thank you. Like, shortbread cookies are good, but I'm killing them right away. Ooh, I have to get rid of the shortbread. Uh, we got to get down to the meat of the question. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, <laughs> Which is these, are, these are two excellent cookies that I've spent many an hour devouring in my life. Oh, yeah. So I think what it really comes down to is that I think the chocolate chip cookie will hold you down for life no matter what feelings you have going mm-hmm. on. The chocolate chip cookie will always be good for you. Amen. So I'm going to have to say that I'm marrying the chocolate chip cookie and I'm going to have to fuck the snickerdoodle, and I'm not mad about that at all, actually. So. All right. I think that's a great – I mean, that's a good answer. I mean, I, there's no good, better good answers. I love these questions, too, because at the end of the day, it's like, I'll take all three any day. Yeah, for sure. Know? Me, personally, not that anyone's asking. I would marry the chocolate chip cookie as well, but I would kill the snickerdoodle and fuck the shortbread. I love shortbread cookies. So. Give me all the butter. I don't know. I, it's I, reasonable. I'm a it's huge reasonable. Fan. But they're all amazing. I'll yeah. take them all. All right. Well, then – Part B, alternatively, I was just like thinking this on the spot. I'm going to do the same question, but we're going to do like kind of outrageous cookies in my mind. I don't know what made me think of this question. Okay, okay, okay. so we're going to do Fuck, Mary Kill, black and white cookies, elephant ear cookies. Are you familiar with elephant ears? Yep, yep. And a biscotti, which arguably I don't know if that's a cookie or not. I asked producer Ian before the show if he thought it was a cookie. He said yes, so we went with it. Okay. Tell me. I feel like it's a biscuit, but... Okay. Google says it's a sliced cookie. It's a sliced cookie. Sliced okay, cookie. I stand corrected. Sliced I stand cookie. Corrected. Thank okay. you, Google. <laughs> and I only say I feel like it's a biscuit because I just feel like a biscotti is such a unique thing that it might be something else, not a cookie. Okay, so are you killing the biscotti? I'm not, I don't know. Wait, okay, okay. Oh, okay. sorry. I have sorry. to, I, I this is like, jump the gun. Okay. I think I'm going to kill the elephant ear. Okay. I think I'm going to kill the elephant ear. This is a tough one. I've had so many good biscotti in my life. I don't know. Do you enjoy a black and white cookie? I love a black and white cookie. I love a black and white cookie. They're, they're incredible. But it's like black and white cookies can sometimes be too indulgent. Oh, yeah. It is. It's a mini cake sometimes. Yeah. It's a mini cake. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say fuck the black and white cookie okay. and marry the biscotti. Oh. I think that's a good answer. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to do that. Again, not like anyone's asked me. But I'm going to answer as well, which I don't – I like to say I don't usually do on the show, but I do like to answer my own questions every now and then. I would kill the biscotti. I would fuck a black and white cookie and I'd marry an elephant ear. I love elephant ear cookies. They were like one of my – my mom used to buy them a lot growing up and I just like snack on them all the time. Hmm. They're so – they're like the croissant of cookies. Also another another good question. My hat is inspired by the Italian rainbow cookies. So <laughs> oh, that's dope. I got a cookie hat on and, you know, cookie question. Oh, I love good. that. For those of you, this is not a visual medium yet, but in this episode is not. He's wearing a brown Mets hat that Italian rainbow cookie colors all over. Not necessarily all over, but the NY sign is a layered Italian Italian rainbow cookie. Mm-hmm. And so do you see those colors kind of brought up? That's a great hat. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Thank you for that. All right. Question number four. You, you brought it up a little bit earlier, the musicians that influence mm-hmm. you. And so... In that vein, question number four, let's say we're on a road trip. Or let's say that you have to drive anywhere more than two hours. Okay. Commuting, maybe. Here we go. What are some go-to tracks that we're always going to be on this playlist? Okay. So this was tough for me. I tried to, you know, I tried to 
nail it down. No, I mean, don't even feel like you know. You can list them. Everyone okay. listening, take I notes. Have, I have eight. I have eight songs right now, but I was trying to keep it short. I might add okay. a couple. Okay. okay. No, I make it ten. Okay, make it ten. Make okay. it ten. Okay. All right. So my number one that I think I have to start with is Twenty Minutes" by Lil Uzi Vert. Okay. If you haven't heard, that's a great song. Oh wait, it's a, a preface. Song. Preface is before I was having this. I was having this conversation with my partner before this about. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna ask you this question. I was like, I'm excited for it because I I like music. I mm-hmm. was a musician for a very long time in my life, although it was classical music. I was still a musician. I have respect for every genre of music. I can I think that every genre of music has gems. I think every genre of music has duds. You know what I mean? Yeah. The music I listen to on a daily basis, I don't, and so I I never I wouldn't say like I'm the most educated specifically on popular music. That being said, if you ask me if I know if I don't know it, I I probably don't know it before I do know it. If I do know it, I'll be very excited. So. Okay, Lil Uzi okay, Bird. I know okay, who that is. Okay. I know a lot about pop culture, so I can I know exactly who that is. Nice. He's nice. got a gem on his forehead. Yeah. Funny guy. They're hilarious. Okay. One of the funniest. So that's number one. Okay. Number one. Have to put that on there. Okay. okay. I tried to like I'm trying to hit staples for me throughout my life. So Okay. Beautiful. Okay. I love this. Okay. Marvin's room, Drake. Okay. Yeah. I do I, I love a good sad song. That you know, anything that can make me I, I love music because it makes me feel. This is why I wanted to make music in the beginning. Like that's why I wanted okay. to go work for radio. I, music and sound just makes me feel something that's like, awesome bigger than me so i like that number three feds by pierre Bourne, one of my favorite songs of all time okay yep i have uh, this so some of these songs are not you know they're not going to be for everybody that's fine that's fine a word somewhere out there if honestly you know ideally before this comes out we'll have a spotify playlist called aj's episodes playlist and the 10 songs will be on there you, i'll, I'll create that myself okay so okay. if you're interested in this link in the bio probably anyway okay. continue please change of pace from what i have so far this is a song called rendezvous by party next door okay it's very different i'm familiar with party next door yeah but i'm not very, too familiar with the track very different feeling from all the other ones i had to hit a, an all-time childhood track for me kiss kiss chris brown Okay. T-Pain, wonderful. <laughs> Had to put that on there. All right, I feel that. Brings me um, back. Now I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm I'm trying to bring it more current. Something more current. It's killed before by Young Thug. Young Thug is one of my favorite artists. Familiar with him? I know all these artists. Don't I can't say another track. I'm familiar with Young Thug. Young Thug is one of the track. most vers like without bias all genres. I think he's one of the most versatile artists I've ever heard. All right, so dope. he's he's really good. Never satisfied. This is Future and Drake. Okay. This is like a this is like one of their first songs together this is like what probably like almost 10 years ago now eight years ago something like that. um when i was in high school i love future i love drake and then i heard them make a song together and then now they're like a duo they have a, a whole album together things like that so right. that's big for me number eight is beyond turn <laughs> baby tron I, I don't know who baby Polar- tron is. you don't know baby tron you will okay you will. i will i know i'm you listening will. to this playlist he's, he's from wait. detroit okay so there's this new sort of like I guess wave. There's like a wave of people up from Detroit that are now like rapping and becoming more popular, mm-hmm. mainstream. But he's the best one to me. Mm-hmm. Now number nine, I realized I failed myself because I have no pair more songs on here. Okay. So number nine is going to be "Decode" by Paramore, which is in the Twilight soundtrack. But I didn't know it was in Twilight. I just li- <laughs> I just like Paramore. So like, that's I promise. I didn't know. Well, no, it's not even that. Like, I wish that I, I had watched the movie because I would have known. But yeah. I hadn't. I'd never watched the movie. Okay. Okay. Number ten is gonna be. Number ten is gonna be "Love Yours" by J Cole. Okay. That's a great song. All right. I like. That's a really good, nice mix of songs. 
that's a, a good 10 song i'm gonna listen to these oh and i'm gonna come back to you next okay. time i see you okay you know I'm, I'm going on a road trip tomorrow so maybe nice, i'll even nice, get it together nice. for that if, actually, I don't know. I probably won't even get that information until tomorrow. So we gotta figure that out. Then okay. we'll know. Anyway, okay. I like that that group of songs, and I appreciate you sharing your your knowledge and preferences. I don't know what's the word. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, that's like that. Okay, let's go into question number five. And last question. I was kind of curious to hear what you would say about it, but what, in your opinion, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ooh, that's a that's a tough question. Yeah, yeah. but you know, if, anything that you can think of, you know, uh, you can give me even multiple pieces. You know, I know that sometimes you may think and then think of another one, but you know, please. This is going to be really simple and it might sound cliche, but I don't really care because it, it's very relevant and that's do what you love. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Somebody a lot. told me that at one point in my life, and there's like a whole context of the conversation that mm-hmm. made this conclusion come out, and it really impacted me. And when you make decisions based off of like what you love and what you don't love, I feel like a lot of things go well for you. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And I think that's a great piece of advice that anyone could put, you know, can put into their own life and take with them. That's a wonderful answer. Well, those are our five questions. Thank you so much, AJ. That was awesome. How you are don't you feeling? mind. I have a question for you. Oh, no, please. Listen, I mean, that's the next segment. Okay. I, I think it's only fair. I've asked you five questions. If you have a question for me, please feel free. It's only fair. Okay, so this is sort of a two-part question. Okay. But they're somewhat dependent on each other, I guess. Where do most of your inspirations for your art come from? And then also, I guess, how do everyday things impact your inspirations? Because I, I find sometimes I find inspiration for whatever it may be creatively from very tiny things. And I enjoy that. And I like to hear the same for other people and, like, what tiny things make them inspired. Okay. I think that's a great question. I think a lot of my inspiration, if I really think about it, which I don't think, I, it's something, you know, funny enough, that's something that I've kind of been asking myself a lot more recently, just in a way of like, sometimes like I get like kind of, you know, these like snaps of an idea and I'm, I wouldn't want to paint it, but I've been thinking to myself, I just recently moved into a studio and I've been kind of wanting to like put up a mood board to kind of feel it out, you know? And surprisingly, what I think a lot of my inspiration is from, from I'm very inspired by cosplay. I don't know if that's like a weird, but... I view the manatee, at least my manatee, as its own being that I can have fun with and dress up, you know. So that's why a lot of my, you know, my manatees have, like, beards and they have glasses and they have wigs on and sometimes they're wearing something. You know, it's because the symbol is always going to be there. It's my symbol that I've created. But it's kind of like I'm always want to have fun with it. You know, I always want to have fun with them. I always want, you know. So cosplay is a huge inspiration. I'm a big fan of, like, the 80s. I'm a big fan of, like, 80s movies and stuff like that. And so... 80s music, 80s movies, that kind of will always inspire me. I'm a big fan of, like, New Wave, that style. Like, I'm a big B-52s fan, and, you know, which brings in the wigs of it all. Like, that's something that they did a lot in the 80s was to kind of set themselves apart from a lot of the other acts that were going on. They'd throw on, like, these beehive wigs and wear these funky clothes that they thrift. And so that's definitely another huge inspiration of mine. Artistically, you know, I've been doing the Manatee since I was in middle school. Not not since I was in middle school. Since I was in late high school is when I started the Manatee. But I was introduced to Keith Haring when I was in middle school. And so his style of graffiti in general was always a huge inspiration of mine. Kind of like this, like, symbol that is recognizable that he, you know, became very successful kind of doing and having a lot of fun with it. And then beyond all of that, you know, I always want – fun is always my inspiration. I want people to see my stuff and – 
have fun with it and I want to put a smile on their face. Similar to you, you know, and I think that's maybe that's our connection. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about that, but I loved your answer about, you know, you love just kind of make people happy, which is a big reason why you love, you know, working off draft and being a barista. It's like you're able to kind of do this for this person. You can see them be happy. And similarly, I love it when someone is viewing my art and I can see them put a smile on their face or if they can see themselves in an orange manatee. That sounds bonkers, but I love that. You know what I mean? And I love when people say that. So that's definitely that answer. And then what was, wait, what was part two? I I guess it was, uh, did it was, I answer part were, two? It was like, part two was like maybe kind of like a, like a, a nudge to small, just mentioning small things, but I think you did that. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's, those are definitely kind of my big inspirations. And so I, I want to let you know Orange is my favorite color, so I saw myself in the manatee Thank every you. every Thank time you. I saw it. Thank you. That's always my. That's always yeah. a goal of mine. I always love it when I can show my art and someone can see themselves in it. You know, and and it's 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 a beautiful thing because someone like you or someone like you know, it doesn't matter like your gender or your age or your race or anything. I, you know, they can look at the symbol of a an orange sea mammal you know sea cow mm-hmm. and kind of see themselves into them and i think you know that's always my goal and always what i take pride in for sure yeah thank you thank you for asking me a question yeah. all right well that's our episode that's uh, how do you feel was that good for you yeah that was good, good this beer. is so much fun good beer. It, is, I, I, it was a very good beer again we were drinking i hate myself by threes brewing i had the absolute pleasure of sitting with aj thank you so much for coming on this episode Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at 5QuestionsInABeer. Have a question for us? Feel free to shoot us an email at 5QuestionsInABeer at gmail.com. 5 Questions in a Beer is an Orange Manatee production hosted by Chewy Altamirano and produced by Chewy Altamirano and Ian Belfado.